If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode number 18 of Vacation Rental Success. And this is just to annoy Mike again, because I'm going to mention the weather once more, once more time about our winter. Can't believe we're coming up to the beginning of April, and I am still staring out at a frozen ground. And I have to say, white is definitely not my favourite colour. I've seen far too much of it for the last five months, and I'm certainly ready to move on to green. So I understand that after last night's snowfall that uh, we should be moving to warmer temperatures next week as we get into April. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, I sit here at um, at my office and I, I have this most fabulous view, and I'm going to have to upload a photograph of it so you can I can share my view with you. I look out over a gently flowing river with forest on the other side of the river and there's so much wildlife. I can be sitting here doing a podcast and and there's a beaver crossing over from one side to the other. There's a couple of otters playing, osprey flying up the river. And just recently we've had um, trumpeter swans that are coming past. And, and through the trees this morning I can see deer just weaving their way through the trees on the other side of the riverbank. It is just totally beautiful at any time of the year. So I just thought I'd share that with you. You know, it's a little slice of my life and probably one of the reasons why I love to sit here and do these podcasts because as I'm talking to people in, in, in these interviews, I, I get so much motivation by just looking out of the window and, uh, and seeing the wonder of nature all around us. So that's my day to day. I've talked a lot about being a vacation rental guest. I I love to do it. I love to go and experience the other side of the coin, let's say. Uh, I have my own vacation rental properties and occasionally we just go and stay with them and pretend to be a guest. And it's amazing how much we learn. So it was uh, quite delightful to, uh, to invite onto the show today uh, someone who is hugely experienced at uh, at being a guest and in a vacation rental and we're going to find out a lot about that experience and that perception which is often very different uh, from our own. Of course as with uh, every other show the end if you want to go along to the show notes you'll find them at www.cottageblogger.com forward slash vrs18 and you will find all the links to everything that today's guest mentions and anything else I think that might be useful to you after you've uh, after you've listened to this broadcast. So without further ado, let's move into the interview. My guest today is Lynn Martin, author of the soon to be released book Home Sweet Anywhere, an account of what I'm calling renegade retirement. Because while most, while most of people are done with their traveling in their 20s and 30s, 
Lynn and her husband Tim are doing it in their retirement. And with a goal to live like locals, they sold their home, put their final few possessions in storage and left for a new life of being home free. So travelling from California to Argentina, cruising to Italy, exploring Paris, London, Ireland, Morocco and Portugal, they've stayed primarily in vacation rentals along the way, with some transitional stays in hotels and bed and breakfast, but mainly they've been using vacation rentals. And I first heard of Lynn after reading an article in the uh, Huffington Post with the title Five Rules for Choosing a Vacation Rental. And when I read that, I just had to talk to her and ask about her experiences being a guest in vacation rentals. Because as you all know, that is what I promote to everybody. You all need to do this, to practice being a guest so that you can really understand how your guests experience it. Now, I've read Home Suite Anywhere almost to the end. I've, uh, I, I really I was awake at two o'clock in the morning, picked up the book and then couldn't put it down. So two o'clock to five o'clock yesterday morning, I was I was there reading this book and really captured my attention from the very beginning when Lynn and Tim were at the Laredo, Mexico border, taking those tentative steps. And having said that, I'm going to ask Lynn, why would you start there? But anyway, my attention was held all the way, Lynn, through your travels, which was uh, which was in 2012. Is that right? Is and and where are you now? Oh gosh, yes. It, well, the book was about 2012. Well, actually, 2011 we started out. Right now, I am on of all places Staten Island, outside of New York City, where we are watching a terrific storm today with white caps and right across the uh, from us is the the new uh, tower at the end of Wall Street so we are in a, an old house here and we're we're having a lot of fun and that's a vacation rental. Vacation too. rental, <laughs> sure. That is, that Absolutely. is that is wonderful. You know, you you are people that uh, that all my listeners. You know that we we want to have you. <laughs> we want to have you in <laughs> in our homes. So, uh, okay. well, let, let me just um, explore a little bit about what I l- so loved about the book. And I think one thing that captured me was was the story of you and Tim getting together, because this is not a story of people who've been together for, for, for 35 or 40 years and then deciding in retirement to, uh, to uh, go home free. You haven't been married that long, have you? No, we haven't. We were we were together forty almost forty years ago, uh, and and that just did not work out at that time. And so we went our separate ways and uh, reconnected about ten years ago. And it was just a, 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 fluke, a fluke of fate and a wonderful, wonderful thing. My late husband um, uh, died of Alzheimer's, and so uh, Tim entered the picture at just the right moment, and we have not looked back. It's been a wonderful romantic part of our lives that we're grateful for. I yes, really to, lucky. To, to me it was a, it was a story of love lost and found and what I what I did enjoy right, while reading it that um it was there's a real development of the of, of your relationship through the through the entire journey. Yes. And and I know that um you were asked you you met somebody on the way back to uh to Florida who asked you the question about how is it when you've, you're going to be living so, you know, in, in, in your travels, you really don't have that chance to be apart that often. So that, that was very interesting to read about how the relationship has developed. Well, you know, because we were apart for 35 years, we really like being together. And, and it does take, uh, um, to, in order to live the way we do, you, it really does take a um, very strong and happy relationship. As, as my husband says, 
if you're going to live in 500 square feet in the country with other people who don't speak your language, you'd better really like the person you're with. Yes, absolutely. Oh. That, that that came across that came across a lot. There's there a lot of poignancy I felt in there. That that there were certain sections where you talked about being in places where you didn't really have the language, sitting almost sitting on the sidelines and watching people having fun, but you didn't ha- really have the language to join in, and then having to make the effort and go out and and meet the locals. Right. Well, that's part of the joy of what we do because we do get to meet. So many people that we would not have ever had an opportunity to know and in settings that certainly are different from anything we've ever known. So uh, our life expands all the time Um, and and our friendship base has gotten larger and larger. We know people everywhere now, (laughs) which is just great. We're thinking of having a convention (laughs) sometime, a home away convention, a runaway convention. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, yes, you know, as I said, the, the book captured my attention. What, what part of it that that was quite captivating was the the little cameos of of the people you met, um, um, the couple in the apartment next door to the one you had in Ireland, I think. Oh, the ones, yes, who, the so ones. Who, I just had an email from him this morning. <laughs> we are still great friends. Yeah, they're the ones that had the squishy chairs that you really wanted to try <laughs> out. <laughs> Yes, and he told me the painters are coming. To, they're going to paint their. They're going to repaint their wall, and so I was instantly brought back to those wonderful chairs. <laughs> and they're great company. They're darling people. Well, that that sort of segues a little bit into what um, what I want to talk to you about because um, that caught my attention. That little section when you were saying in all the vacation homes you stayed in, the beds are usually okay, but what you found along the way is that sitting was was not yeah. was not so comfortable so can you just yeah. elaborate on that a bit because i think this is something that owners need to think we don't think about that we think well people are going to be there for a few days or a week and we perhaps give enough attention to the sitting part of it i think that's true you know because I mean, as an owner you're looking at the look of the place and you want it to all look nice and, and inviting and pleasant and everything and it may just look wonderful but i wonder how many owners actually sit down in the chair lie down on the sofa to watch television. They're just not thinking about that. And I know they want to, I know you want to have things that are durable, uh, uh, but honest to goodness, uh, it really is amazing. It's almost across the board. This particular place we're in right now does have a comfortable sofa and a comfortable chair, which just made us jubilant. But it's very rare. They're usually a little bit hard and, you know, so I would recommend to uh, an owner that he or she goes sit down and just see if he'd like to sit in that chair evening after evening. <laughs> that, that, that's such a great tip. You know, I've I've owned seven of my own properties and I'm not sure I've ever done that. And I, I will tell owners a lot about, you know, sleep in the bed, sleep, yeah. sleep in every bed that you have, because even the even the twin bed is is going to be a sleeping accommodation for somebody and it needs to be comfortable. But I have never yet said, you know, lie on the sofa, watch, spend four or five hours lying there and watching, watching a couple of movies. So that's number one of the fantastic tips I'm sure we're going to get in this, uh, in, uh, in this uh, episode. So let's, yeah. let's go back to, to the beginning, really. And um, it was, I understand it was Tim who did most of, of the organization reminds me yeah. reminds me an awful lot of my husband actually we we do a, a a six or eight week road trip every year with an rv and we we just head across mm-hmm. into the states and we just go and phil does all our 
trip planning. You know, he says, well, where do you want to go this year? We're going to San Diego. So um, he's got navigators from Ontario to San Diego over about a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so when when you were explaining about uh, how Tim does that organization, he's a, my husband's a Libra too. Mm-hmm. I am too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, you are marvels at, uh, at getting things organized and attention to detail. So when Tim was booking these rentals, and and I I understand he did um he did it all through VRBO and HomeAway. What was his yes. What was his criteria for selecting a place? Because that that's a ton of places to, in different countries, to go and find. Yes, <laughs> he, he's done it. It is a, it is a big job, and and he he really starts with the reviews. I mean, when you get when we get it down to the the area in which we want to be, uh, and the price range that we can afford to have. Um, then, then the number one way for us to, to decide which one is from the reviews, because I believe them. I, I know that they're accurate, and I know that uh, I know for sure that Home Away will not allow. You know, it can't be your your cousin from down the road who's telling you that the place is okay, and you just get a sense for it. So um, that's our number one criteria. So, uh, <clears throat> if you come across a place, and this is of particular interest to me, because. Uh, uh, um, I run a rental agency and I have an owner who, who has just a lot of really, really good reviews. And then recent, mm-hmm. recently had a guest stay who uh, had a bit of an unfortunate experience and, and they, were, they were unhappy but a little bit um, unreasonably unhappy and then wrote a really, mm. really bad review. The owner's extremely mm. upset, um, but I have said to her that, that quite often – a negative review amongst a lot of positive ones can often work to the owner's advantage, I think, if they've responded appropriately. I think so too, because we've seen we have seen those kinds of things with otherwise glowing reports and then one terrible uh, review. And and you have to realize that uh, you know people have bad days. Um, and you have to realize that people bring their own thing to um, their experience also. And perhaps these people's ex- expectations were um, out of line. Yeah, and you know I th- what I mean? Uh, I, I do. And I think you can read between the lines of these mm-hmm. as well and uh, and pick out the fact that they had, a, you know, that, that that person writing that review may have had a particular axe to grind at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and as you say, you know, it could be a bad day. Right. And and some people, I think a lot of travelers are inexperienced. And so they, they are not prepared for the vagaries and the um, surprises that happen to everybody when you're on the road. It's, it's, you're not at home. So all kinds of things are different. Well, well, that's it. And what we're experiencing in the vacation rental industry is that it, it's a new, it's it's a growing uh, choice for people to, to choose a vacation rental over what was traditionally their choice, which would have been a hotel or a resort, and mm-hmm. and it is different. It's not it's not the same type of of accommodation. Um, there is no right. room, there is no room service. There is no daily ma- well. In most cases, there is no daily maid service and somebody to come in and make your bed. So if you if you don't make your bed in the morning, you go in at the end of the day. It's still in exactly the same state as you left it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I think yeah. I think sometimes people forget that. And uh, so, I mean, to me, guest education is is a 
is a big issue as well. And uh, well, I'll probably go into that in a minute. But, uh, so reviews were the first criteria. That was the first thing that Tim would be looking for. What else? Oh, we, we try to figure out as much as we can if there's going to be something just horrible going on in the neighborhood. So we make pretty good use of uh, Google Earth. You know, we you can go in there and look around. You can see what's in the neighborhood. You can see what's next door, across the street, around the corner. And we make use of that to kind of check and see. I mean, you, you can tell if there's going to be a dog kennel next door. Uh, you might want to not do that. You know what I mean? So, uh, or, a, you know, a big construction site or something like that. So we're pretty careful to take a look around. And we ask a lot of questions of the, of the owners, too. People will talk to you. It's, uh, it's wonderful. We always make friends with our owners because we have peculiar needs. You know, we, 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 are, sh- we are not short-term renters. Mm-hmm. And most, this is important, most uh, vacation rentals are set up for short-term, shorter-term rentals. And so when we go and we're going to rent for three months, our needs might be a little bit different, particularly kitchen-wise. You know, do you, do you have adequate pots and pans for someone to really live there? And uh, that, those kinds of things we, we do ask. Have you dealt with agencies as well as individual owners? Well, sometimes they have managers, yeah. Yes, we have, of course. So you... Mostly, though, it seems to be the owners that we're dealing with. Okay. And, uh, and so, so you get on the phone to them, or, or is it just email contact? Mm-hmm. Sometimes email, sometimes we phone them, if we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I love, I love that idea of, um, and, and it's, it's, it's something that is, is getting a little bit lost in, in some of these larger listing sites with a book now button, where so often um, guests, don't, guests and owners don't get into that contact. They don't have that relationship because uh, it's, yeah. it, it, at times it's a little bit more difficult to even find out who an owner is before you're encouraged to book. So, so that would mm-hmm. be, that's, that's clearly a tip from, of, of yours for, for guests is to contact the owners directly and get, in, get a relationship going. Yes, and it works. I think it makes everybody happier on both ends. You know, it gives the, certainly gives the owner a, a better sense of who they're renting your place to and I, who we are. And, and yeah, it just creates confidence all round. And and you you made friends with um, with uh, many of your owners. Oh yes. Oh goodness, yes. This in in June we're going off to uh, oh dear Normandy with uh, the people who from whom we rented our French apartment two years ago. We're all going on a little vacation together. So <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yes. This this is Andy and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah Andy and George yes we're going away with them we're gonna have fun just think that's that's a hugely important thing um, you know pe- people are choosing a vacation rental because they they want that that old slice of somebody else's home life almost and mm-hmm. uh, yeah there there are a lot of properties out there that that are characterless I believe and and, and mm. perhaps been bought for investment purposes and that's it. And I think that you know that, right. that that may be the right choice for some people. But oh, sure, sure, we've done that too, and it, it worked out fine. I mean, it's it's just not as as much fun, really. But, um. <laughs> okay, right. so you've been to a lot of vacation homes. I got the impression with reading the book that when you get there, you have a really sort of tried and trusted method. Of uh, of arrival now, you know what you're looking for when you arrive somewhere new. What are your first impressions? What do you look for to? Um... Well, let me tell you. Here's the thing: we have a list that we take with us 
a, a check-in list. And it's actually, I'm not playing, but it's on my website. And it, it is really helpful. Not only is it my list, it's the readers of our website have added to it uh, with things that I had never thought about. They're so smart. So we take the little list with us when we check in. And we hang on to that manager or owner until we've gone through that list. We, you know, we lock the door and say, no, 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 Nanette, you may not leave, please, until, we, until we, we're sure that we have all of these things uh, straight. Because once, once the person has flown, it, it might be a little uh, a problem to get them back. So we use this list uh, and go right through it from beginning to end until we feel comfortable. And it makes it for an easier transition for everyone because we don't have to bother that person again. So we make sure that the folks, we know how the stove works. We know exactly how the, the air conditioning works, the heating works, the, uh, um, you know, all the locks. Because, gosh, those can just drive you crazy. Uh, the washing machine, if there is one, it, you know, just think about it as you go through the list in your own head of what, what would you, the things you would need to know. So um, we ask that person to show us absolutely everything and then and turn the television on, show us it, not just say it, show us so that we know what we're doing, and it, it helps us a lot. And they're usually very delighted to do it. Oh, well, I, I'll take a look at, um, at the list on your website and, and put a link to that in the show notes because um, that will be very helpful. Now, what about places? Have you ever been to places where, where you're not met, where you just have to pick up a key and, and see oh, yourself yes. in? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In, <laughs> in Berlin this summer, we had to, the cab had to wait for us, and we had to walk <clears throat> excuse me, down the street and go to the bakery. And the woman in the bakery had the key, and off we went. So yeah, you know, it was it was really fun. We were fine, but we had a, we had a phone number where we could call the fellow and ask um, the questions that we had. It worked out okay. It's just better when a person's really standing there, you know. And our our German is non-existent, which made it even more interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, certainly oh, un I understand about wanting to know about how things work. I'm, I'm going to give a taster for my listeners that you've really got to pick up this book and, and read about the blue button. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> the, oh, the blue yeah. button and the, the keys in the apartment in mm -hmm. Buenos Aires, I believe. Uh-huh. They have the same kind of keys in Portugal, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, having, I mean, you mentioned the, um, the property, the, the place you stayed at in in Berlin, and in fact, that was the one that you mentioned in the Huffington Post article where you were talking about your five rules for choosing a vacation rental. So we, we've already touched on the first one, really, but we'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll just, just briefly touch that again because I'm going to go through each one of these rules and just get your take on how each one would impact your overall experience of a property. So in, in terms of the reviews, because your first point is read the reviews. So in the in the reviews of the uh, of the Berlin apartment, and I'm not, I'm not going to stress too much about that particular place, but uh, was there anything in those reviews that um, that perhaps would have given you an indication that this may not have been the best place for you? Not really. It was so funny. I tell you what we did wrong. I tell you what our mistake was there. There was also the other part of that uh, little bit was the uh, there was no oven mm -hmm. in that apartment in Berlin, and that was our fault. It was not listed. It was not in, you know, we, we failed to notice as we, as we perused that listing that there was no oven, which is fine if you're in Berlin for two or three days. It's who matter. It doesn't matter. But for us, it was, it was a problem because we were there for a month and we do like to cook. So, you know, that, you can't really 
in all fairness, I couldn't say that it was a terrible place because they didn't have an oven because it was my own fault. So we make mistakes too. They did eventually bring us a microwave oven, I must tell you. So it was, it worked out okay. It was, it was very nice. It, it was recovered. <laughs> yes, yes, it was recovered. Yeah, that, so. d- you make a really interesting point there because I had a discussion recently with somebody about this very point that should should owners put on a listing um, when something is not there, when it's particularly an amenity that maybe people would expect to have? Well, I think that, that re- revealing is probably a very good idea. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know for sure that there's a shortcoming that, that uh, might stir people, uh, why wouldn't you? Because if you risk an, uh, an unhappy person. Well, that, that's right. No, just, I, I, just, just to say, please note, there is no oven at this location. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what I think that would be a much better thing. I, you know, I to just digress momentarily. I we owned two vacation rentals at one time in Mexico. I was always careful to point out that one of them was up a very, very steep hill. And I would say to people, if you are infirm, if you are, you, you know, unwell or not very fit, you will not be happy here. Because why would I want someone to come there and then be disappointed? That was my theory. Not a professional. What we don't want is for anybody to arrive at a property and have an unpleasant surprise and to walk in and go, oh, I expected there to be ABC Mm -hmm. and ABC is not there. Therefore, therefore I'm already, as we we call it in our office here, pre-soured. Right, right. So, yes, you you make a really interesting point there that uh, that if, if you're lacking an amenity that is generally expected to be in a property, then it, it's worthwhile mm-hmm. mentioning. And I know in in our sure. in our location here in Canada, um, we're all, every one of our properties is on waterfront. I mean, that's that's what we're selling is waterfront property, mm. and people expect there to be some form of watercraft, you know, a canoe or a kayak or a paddle boat. Or a couple of our owners have decided that you know that they they feel that the liability issues are too high to to exactly add- what I thought. <laughs> To add in watercraft, um, I mean, we don't have anything with motors, which which reduces liability. But we have to say very, very carefully and, and, and make it clear, there are no watercraft at this property because it's an expectation. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. certainly as far as an oven is concerned, I would expect to have an oven at a property. Well, yes, I would. Yeah. Um, so, so, so in fact, I, I'm going to continue that, that. I mean, that's part of your rule number three, which was study the listing photos and amenities scrupulously um and that's when you you mentioned um the uh, the oven um mm, but yeah. uh, but you also mentioned you had to catch a bus to go anywhere and there was yeah. th- it was 30 minutes between buses and and that took you to your next point which was how far will you be from public transportation well, I, I sort of looked through that point and it struck me that what you're really talking about um there was needing information on the locality, more information on the locality yeah. before you book. And I know you've said you'd use mm-hmm. Google Earth, but what other mm-hmm. information would you would you expect an owner to provide? That's where the communicating with the owner comes in. Mm-hmm. Because we can ask them if we by email or in on the phone, how far is it to, for instance, where we live right now, how far is it to the ferry? Because the boat is the only way to get into Manhattan and uh, from where we are living. 
So it was terribly important to us to know whether it was six blocks or two because it's winter, <laughs> you know. And so the way you find that out is by asking. So that, uh, and then finding out exactly what that means. You know, if it's the bus 42, where does it go? You know, 20 years ago, and, I, and I've said this, I've said this a couple of times before in uh, in podcasts and interviews that 20, 25 years ago, people who were going to vacation rentals were trading up from camping. You know, we right, um, right. So you know, all, <laughs> and I remember doing this myself. We used to go camping in Europe a lot, and leaky tents, and you know, tromps off in the middle of the night to the washroom in the rain mm -hmm. so when we got to, when we oh yes when we first found vacation rentals this was just like luxury because we had a roof over our head and an inside toilet <laughs> so <laughs> but what but what we've got now is is a new generation of people who are coming to vacation rentals who are and their experience in the past has been the hotel and resort so to some degree they're tra they're trading down they're they're losing some of the uh, bells and whistles that they got, and they often don't realize that they're going to be losing that. So, so getting the information out beforehand. I mean, you 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 have the the great tactic of of getting in touch with the owner and asking all the questions. But uh, yeah, I, th I think providing some information beforehand is probably really useful for, to them. The other rule that uh, that I wanted to mention in this article and and you said when we were talking earlier that this would have been your rule number one which was check the internet and that's dear to my heart because I, I probably go to three or four vacation rentals a year in the course of the work and I right. cannot be without good internet. Right well that's our problem too because I'm working all the time and I, it's impossible for us not to have good uh, internet. So it is one of the big questions we ask them, and I, 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 I ask specifically. I, I mean, everybody's got a little bit of internet. They need a broadband internet that will support actual work, you know, and doesn't fall apart on me. And, um, that yeah, that's the number one question. And there have been a couple of owners who have um, uh, been gracious enough to fix their internet because when we got there, they, it just wasn't adequate. And they have beefed up their uh, their signal for us because of, of what we do. So, um, you know, it, it beca it's becoming better throughout the world, I notice. Yes, I think so. And, you know, from my experience is I often find that owners take the view that, well, come on, people are on vacation. What do they need the Internet for? And it's, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my response. Oh, no. Yeah, my response is generally we should never judge what people are going to do on vacation. We cannot judge what they're going well, to do. If they want to sit in and, and, and write emails and, and write articles and books, then that may be why they've chosen your rental, so they can have that, uh, that vacation time to do that work in. So it, it, I wrote my entire – I wrote Home Sweet Anywhere entirely in vacation rental. So, yes, absolutely. And it's not only that, as a visitor, as a, as a traveler – you need to be able to look up restaurants mm -hmm. to find uh, your way to where's the local uh, laundromat if you need that. Where is a drugstore? I mean, all of the things that you're looking for are available on the internet. So it makes your traveling experience much, much more, um, um, much easier. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in absolute full agreement, and it's it's something that uh, in, the, in our area of Ontario, I'm I'm working on. It's it's a very traditional area of cottage rentals where people have been doing this for, for 
decades and and mm-hmm. some owners are still rooted in the 60s and 70s um, mm-hmm. and and the thought of having an internet service at the cottage is is just an anathema to them it's just <laughs> like whoa no no we we come here to get away from it um and my, oh, my wow. <laughs> and my response is usually well this is what you do but if if you want to cater for the traveling public it's got to be different Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. We won't even look at a place that doesn't have internet. It's not even we it, it, we can't consider it. It's just not we're not not able to do that. So great information, Lynn. I'm I'm loving talking to you. Um, where oh, I'm loving talking to you. <laughs> where is the Martins' next port of call? Then you're in uh, you're in New York at the moment, Staten Island. Yes. Where next? We, well, we are here until the end of May promoting Home Sweet Anywhere, which is coming out April fifteenth and is pre-orderable, pardon my commercial, right now on all major uh, <laughs> major uh, book outlets. Um, and the 1st of June, I'm happy to report, we are going back to Paris and rest. For the summer, we're going back and play in Paris. And um, that's, our, that's our next destination. Oh, then we'll come, I think we'll then come back to the U.S. for a little bit, and then we're going back to, uh, then we're going to Mexico, for a month or so. We haven't been there in a long time and we're going down to uh, Ecuador because we've just heard so much about it. So we think it's time to do a little South America for a while. Oh, fabulous. Um, I must introduce you to my friend Joyce Copeland who also um, does, she, she, she spent I think six months last year doing very, a very similar thing in, uh, in Europe and, and uh-huh. England, but she also did the same in Ecuador um, a couple of years ah, ago. Good. So Joyce lives in Tucson or, or just south of Tucson. And, oh, and she, she's also my, she's, she's my other expert um, vacation <laughs> rental guest. So I'm going to connect, I'm going to connect you two. I think that would be a, that would be a really good connection for you. So I'm going to put links to, um, to everything I can find on you. Lynn, onto, oh, thank you. onto the show notes, which will be at um, www.cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS18. So anybody who wants information on Lynn's book and, um, and, and to learn a little bit more, then that's where you will find um, all those links. Lynn, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I'm delighted that you'll also be doing the foreword for the chapter on from the guest perspective in our upcoming book and uh, and I'll be putting more of that on my site very shortly so thank you very much for that you see I put it out there now (laughs) (laughs) I'd be delighted to do it and I thank you so much for talking with me we've I've had a good time yeah great morning me too me too and um Yes, enjoy. I will be. I'll, I'll be following on and uh, I'm watching what you do next. I think it's. I, th- I think you're doing a fabulous, fabulous thing. Um, well, and, thank uh, you, and I follow you as well. So <laughs> we're, 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 it's a mutual admiration society here. Okay, and I thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Bye bye. Well, after that interview finished, I ended up chatting quite a bit more to uh, to Lynn. And she came up with a couple of things that uh, that she she would have liked to have brought up, but uh, we sort of got chatting and and it didn't happen. So I just wanted to add in just a couple of things she mentioned I'd like to share with you. One of the things was about tea fowl pots and pans. 
and that she finds these in just about every rental she goes to. And in just about every rental she goes to, she goes out and buys her own fry pan and and perhaps some other pans because these nonstick pans do not last long, um, particularly when they're given this, the sort of usage that the vacation rental guests often do. Maybe if you've got Tefal nonstick pans at home, you're very careful to use wooden spoons and, and other non-metal utensils in them. But guests just, they, they really don't care uh, as much as they would in their own home. So they do get damaged fairly quickly. And I've done this down at Kingfisher and Osprey, both of my cottages, taken out all the nonstick saucepans and replaced them with, with stainless steel. And, you know, they, they look so much better. Another thing that Lynn said is that, you know, sometimes people will put things back in cupboards without without washing them. And that might go for the for the pots and pans. And, and, and from my experience, it might go for, for things like coffee mugs as well is that these get put away in a cupboard and if you don't brief your cleaning team to uh, to check those things, then they will probably miss them out. And that those are things that really, really should be on a cleaning checklist. Well, that's the end of, uh, of another great, uh, great episode. Super interview. I've got so many terrific interviews coming up. We've got people who are talking about... Um, search engine optimization for your website. I have a great interview very shortly with an expert in Instagram, uh, which is something that I haven't really got into. But from what I understand, it could be a real boost to traffic to your listing or website to use Instagram. So so make sure you watch out for that one and uh, and, and have a listen when that one comes along. Uh, I'll also be talking to some other owners in the Successful Owner Series. And and would love to hear from you. Love to hear from anybody if you'd like to be interviewed uh, for the podcast. Uh, the more the merrier. We, um, uh, particularly in this uh, in the Successful Owner Series, because I think it's a very valuable resource for people to be able to listen to how other owners have done it and have been successful. So thank you once again for listening. And I'm really looking forward to presenting the next episode. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.